0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Billy Rickman Show podcast. In tonight's episode, I'm going to be telling you the three best practices that you need to introduce into your business to maximize your retail sales. Stay tuned. This is The Billy Rickman Show podcast.
1: Being in business over the past few years has become increasingly demanding. As a business owner, it's getting harder to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The constant changes and updates in business can make you feel overwhelmed. So the question is, how do you stay ahead of the game, stay motivated and create a business that doesn't just keep the doors open, but achieves serious profit? This podcast will answer that question. I'm Billy Rickman and this is Success Sessions. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Billy Rickman Show podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about retail and the do's and don'ts and the best practices towards retail and how to maximize your sales in the retail department. The reason why I want to talk to you to, uh, about this today sorry, was um, because today, one of our clients, her name is Sabrina from Hair Heaven Emporium on the Gold Coast, she won hairdresser of the year. and I went and visited her today. And whilst I was there, I got to do some sales training and I got to speak to some of her staff. And we got to speak about like best practices around these sales um, these sales processes and what to, like exactly was what to do to, to actually get her to maximize some of the sales um, around retail and also her services. And so when I first walked into the business apart from obviously being greeted by Sabrina and, uh, and congratulating her, one of the first things I noticed was that her retail products was behind the front counter. And I understand why businesses would want to do this. I understand why businesses want their products behind the front, counter because of security reasons, right? There's a lot of thieving going on. There's a lot of people who can't be trusted, particularly if if you're in a busy hair salon where you've got people coming in and out. You, You don't want products to go missing. However, psychologically, having a physical barrier in between the client and the products will reduce your sales. And so whilst you might think it's a good thing because you're reducing theft, you're also reducing the capacity to sell. And this comes back to, um, to uh, like ownership, right? And so, if you go to buy a car, for example, the, the example I always give is like if you go to buy a car, one of the first things that they, the car salesman will want you to do is to sit in the car. The next thing they want you to do is to drive the car. The reason for that, there's a couple of reasons for that, even if the car salesman doesn't know, even if they've just been told that that's what we do and that's just like, you know, part of the routine and processes of the business, psychologically the reason why they want to do that actually goes back to when we we're like two or three years of age. <coughs> Excuse me. And when we are two or three years of age, like I'm going through it myself, I've got a three-year-old boy. And when we start when they start to recognize ownership, they understand that like that toy is mine, and I have an eight-year-old, I have a two-year-old, a uh, three-year-old, sorry. Um his toys the 3 year olds are his and he doesn't want to share them and even though we think that as an adult we mature and and we grow past that we actually don't we we still see things as mine it's my car my house my clothes and even as adults we don't want to share things and so as a like as a car salesman, the, the reason why they want you to drive it is to create ownership because when I own something, when I'm a part of that thing, when I get to experience it and it becomes mine, I don't want to share it. I don't want to give it back. And so that's the reason why they want you to test drive it because once you test drive and you see yourself in it and you imagine yourself in it and you get to feel how it feels, then you don't want to give that back. And so it increases the likelihood of them selling that car. Same with retail. When someone puts something in their hands, when they actually, like, where they feel it when they when they get to um, have that sensation of like this is mine, it's hard for them to give it back. And when you create a physical barrier in between you and the client, even though you are you know protecting the business in terms of theft, what you're essentially limiting is the ability for that client to pick up that product, to look at the product, to read it, and to and to um, and create ownership of it. And so one of the first things I said to this to to Sabrina today is like. You need to create a retail shelf that's next to the place where they're sitting, in the waiting area. And the reason for that is because as clients are waiting, they can stand up, they can look at the products, they can pick them up and feel them. And when they do that, there's an increased likelihood that they're going to buy because it's ownership. It's the same example as what, what it is if you sit in a car. And so that was the first thing. The second thing you want to do is something I've alluded to on a previous podcast. So instead of, in, in case you missed that podcast, I'll just um, go over it again. Is that with retail, you always want to maximize the number, sorry, not maximize, you always want to um, provide the maximum number of products to the client for them to purchase. For example, you never want to say to a client, here's a cleanser, did you want to take it? You don't want to say to a client, here's a shampoo, do you want to take it? Because if they say no to that, you have nowhere to go. You can't then say, well, how about this? Because they've said no to one product. There's an example which I've spoken about previously where a department store was in the US. And they'd been in that a town for like 30 years, and then all of a sudden, they found out that one of the major international brands was coming and creating a huge department store nearby. And for three months, they had this opportunity to, um, to protect themselves. So what they did is they hired this consulting agency, and the consulting agency said, well, what you need to do, you are going to lose clients. There's no doubt about that. You're going to lose passive, uh, like passing traffic. So... Let's look at maximizing the spend of each client so that you in, like, even though you're going to reduce the number of clients, you're still going to have the same level of sales because the clients that do come in, you're going to maximize the spend. So what they did is went to all the, <coughs> they went to all the different departments and they found out that in the shoe department, there was one particular salesperson who was selling like double the amount of everybody else. So, what they did is they start, they spent some a little bit of time with this person to find out why they were selling double everyone else, and what they found is that for every client they had who wanted to purchase shoes instead of just bringing them one shoe box, what she did instead is brought them three shoe boxes and they said, "These are the shoes you like." however, these shoes specifically will be great during the day." But if you wanted a more casual approach, then these are the shoes that complement them. And if you wanted a more like, if you're going out for dinner or you wanted like more of a sophisticated sophisticated, um, shoe, then these are the shoes you need for that. And what happened by her showing these clients three shoes is that more oftentimes than not, they didn't purchase the three shoes, they purchased two shoes. So for every sale that someone was making to, to sell one pair of shoes, she was selling two pairs of shoes. And that's how she ended up selling double the amount of sales. So, the lesson in that is that what you should be doing to every single client is showing them more products because if you show them five products and they say no, then you can go to four products. If they say no, you can go to three, you can go to two, and then you can go to one. But the likelihood of them purchasing one of your products is very, very high because you've shown them so many whereas if you show them one or two, the likelihood of them purchasing is reduced. So, as I mentioned to Sabrina and her staff today. Like when you want to sell products, what you should be doing as best practice is showing them multiple products.
0: When you show them multiple products, you have a higher chance of success. That's as simple as that. So if you see your team next time going to... Walk over to your clients, whether or not they go into the trading room or whether or not they go to the station or wherever it is that you do retail. Um, then, And they, they're holding one product, then please make sure you remind them that they should be taking multiple products over because they have a higher chance of success. And you will see that your average um, dollar sale for each transaction is much, much higher once you start to implement this practice. So the third thing I want to talk about in terms of retailing is how to and where to retail. And so, um, a lot of people I see if I walk into a salon, if I'm doing some consultations or I'm working with a salon owner, they tell me they do retailing either at the front desk or at their retail space, like if you have shelving or whatnot. And um, ultimately, that's the worst place that you can do it psychologically um, if somebody is watching another person like purchase retail so if you're selling something to somebody at the retail at the front of desk or at the retail space and somebody else is watching um, psychologically the chances of that um, sale going through is reduced because people don't want to feel like they're pressured into buying or they don't want to feel like they're in the way of somebody else buying so for example if you um, if you're a client or you're at the front desk and someone is selling you something and you have another client waiting behind them then then the person who's being offered the sale will probably say no because they feel like they're delaying the process of the person behind them. And so the best place to for you to retail is either in the treatment room or at the actual chair or the, the station that you're at. And, um, and the reason for that is because it's private there's no one else watching on there's no psychological pressure or peer pressure or, or feeling of um, you know that you're interrupting or, or putting somebody else out and so you want to remove all of those things because you need to re- reduce or remove any barrier to for the sale to go through and secondly the thing you need to do if you are in the treatment room or at the station is to sit eye to eye with somebody and you shouldn't be above someone because that's a, a position of dominance, and for the person receiving the information, they can see it as intimidating or they can become anxious about it. And you also don't want to be sitting below the person, so if you're on a hydraulic stool or something like that, you don't want to be sitting below the person uh, because the information because then you're in an inferior uh, position, and therefore the information that you're conveying doesn't have as much trust or credibility attached to it. So the best place this has been done, test this has been tested like all over over the world, multiple different industries. Um, The best way that you can sell anything is when you are eye to eye to somebody. So if you have a hydraulic stool, then adjust the stool to make sure you're at the height of the person if they're sitting down. And so when you are eye to eye, that means you're on an even keel. It's like if you're a parent, you would understand this because um, parenting books and if you you speak to a parenting coach or something like that, they will tell you if your toddler is um, misbehaving, what you need to do in order to get the best out of the toddler is to come down to their level, put yourself eye to eye. And because that creates an environment where the information being conveyed is being received in a... um, in a oh way, sorry, that doesn't um, create stress and anxiety. So um, they're the, the best things you can do. So just recapping on the episode, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you have retail um, products available somewhere where people can pick it up and can hold onto it to create ownership. The second thing you want to do is to make sure you're offering all of the products you use in the service that you provided or maximizing the number of products offered to a client because the more products you offer, the higher the chance of them purchasing multiple products, which will increase your average dollar sale. And the last thing you want to do when you're retailing products is to make sure you're retailing in a private space where you're sitting eye to eye. All of these things I've mentioned today are best practice. Like I said, it's not just from the hair and beauty industry. It is from every industry all over the world, tested and tried um, time and time again, and it works. It's proven. It's proven. And um, if you want to retail more products, then these are the things you want to introduce into your own business and, um, and you will get the, some amazing results. So that's it. That's the episode today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've uh, got some value out of it. Please make sure you share this with your team. And if you've liked the episode, please make sure you like, share and comment on Facebook or wherever it is that you see it. And subscribe to the podcast and I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the podcast. Until then, have a great evening. I'll catch you later. See you later, guys. Bye-bye
1: want to keep up to date with all my videos, posts, and free content? Head to Facebook and like my page at facebook.com forward slash Billy Rickman official. You can also find me on Instagram by searching the real B underscore Rickman.